Hello, y'all, and welcome to Deck Diaries. I am your host and human, Tabitha, and I'm here to take you on a little stroll through my life's diary and the raw, unedited stories from others. Real stories, real humans, real healing, and a whole lot of fuckery all from the deck. Join me and my co-host Meg and other random guests throughout the week as we learn to unfilter our lives, love ourselves a little bit more, and be better humans. To stay up to date on what's coming up on deck, follow us on Instagram at Deck Diaries and on Facebook at, you guessed it, Deck Diaries. Now, kick off your shoes, relax with me, and welcome to the deck. y'all and welcome to another episode of Deck Diaries. I am your host and human Tabitha. Megan. Hello. Uh, We are bringing you another episode tonight of a brave young girl that I know um, just kind of socially. I happen to know where she works and I've known her for a lot of years actually Um, but always more on a surface level and her and I had recent conversations that were pretty deep and therapeutic and Uh, Her story is, wow, she's a pretty amazing girl. So um, she wanted to come on and share her story. Everybody welcome Abby. Hello, Abby. Hello. 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 Uh, This is Abby's first time too, so we're popping her cherry. So bear bear (laughs) with us. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even have to push the button. See, it sounds the exact same. Um, so yeah, so we brought Abby on the deck to chit chat and Abby, just tell everybody a little bit about you, like where you're from, who you are. Um, I've been in Cedar Rapids my whole life. I'm a barber. I have two kids. I have lots of siblings. How many? Um, seven sisters and three brothers. Wow. So that's big family. That's a Megan type shit right there. She's one of six. (laughs) Yeah. Big family. And I've got seven. Oh. <laughs> oh, right? I know. The look. <laughs> no, just like growing up with that many kids, I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep, yep. I'm good. I bet. Yeah. It, it was, was it a lot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. only two are older than me. So it's constantly. Yeah. I have I mean, younger siblings. Not that it was a chore, right. so to speak, but it was always something going on. Oh, we need help with this. Can you do that? So it was, mm-hmm. you're always... Were you guys all in the same house or you split between multiple households? No, there was multiple households. Okay, okay. So. Always action at both houses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you grew up in Cedar Rapids, went to elementary, middle, high school. I went to St. Linmilla and then they combined with St. Jude and St. Patrick. Yep. Was Holy Family for a short period. Mm -hmm. Went to LaSalle, LaSalle and Regis combined, became Xavier. So I graduated from Xavier in 2000. Nice. And yep. you, you have kids? Mm-hmm. Two? Two. Two. Okay. One just graduated. He did. That's also amazing. from Xavier. Congrats. Yeah. That's the 25th exciting. graduating class, actually. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So after hearing your story, honestly, Ab, I mean, you could be like a four-parter. <laughs> you have uh, you have been through some shit. Um, but I would say that the majority of the shit after listening to your story stems kind of from one thing, and that's your mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, just kind of like, what was your relationship like? Who was she when you were little? Like maybe kind of start there. Um. So my mom was a huge alcoholic. So most of my memory, she was drunk. From the time you can remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
she never, like I was never close with her. It was my older sister or my younger sister because of things that they needed more so than me. I guess she felt that I could just take care of myself. I feel mm. you on that. A little yeah. bit, the outcast kid. And this is when my mom and dad were still married. So before everything, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember like I would try to give her a hug and she'd push me away. Wow. Oftentimes burn me with a cigarette. Wow. That's why I have full arm tattoo to cover the scars. And those things didn't happen to your sisters? No. Really? Yeah. In fact, my one sister didn't know any of it happened until quite a few years ago. Mm. Did she, and, did you tell her? Yeah. Did she believe you? Um, you know, at first I think it was kind of a... You're over-exaggerating sort yeah. of thing? Denial probably too. Yeah, nobody and wants, I mean, nobody, nobody wants, wants to, believe to that. think that their mom is Abusive. some sort of... Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, to your sibling who we're all very close. Right. So I think like, it was kind well, of I a like... I think I would have known that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If one of my siblings told me that, I'd be like, I think I would have noticed something. Yeah. So, so there was no... Wow. I mean, there was never a connection with you and your mom is No. It and, like. you know, through the years, there were a few times where like for a few months at a time, she would be sober. She was the most fantastic, amazing person you would ever talk to. Hmm. Whatever. I mean, she would, she loved to play Yahtzee. Mm -hmm. She'd kick your ass at it every time. <laughs> I don't know how you get lucky at rolling <laughs> dice, but. Um, so like, those are the things that like, I'll always miss about who my mom was to me. Yeah. But you only um, got those glimpses when she was sober. Mm -hmm. Never when she was drunk. No. No, because she like, once she started, she, it was like she couldn't stop. Mm -hmm. And she would go the whole day and it would just get out of control. Progressively mm -hmm. worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then it was kind of just try to hang by yourself or hang with my two sisters that were there at the time. And mm -hmm. So at this time when you're little, there's three of you girls mm -hmm. and your mom and dad are married. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how was your, did, did your dad have any addict addiction issues or was he like the rock? No, he was for sure the rock. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So their relationship, there was obviously turmoil. Oh, yeah. Okay. Especially if he's sober and she's not. Yeah. Yeah. And he worked a lot. Yeah. Did so, she work outside the home or? Um, I remember my mom worked at a restaurant call, called Garnavillo that was in Czech Village for a very short time. Huh. And the uniform okay. was disgusting. Okay. <laughs> it looked like curtains. Um, <laughs> but it was hideous. <laughs> yeah. But that was super short-lived. Okay. So your so, dad was the breadwinner. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, he was at work a lot, not yep. seeing a lot of the things that are going yep. on. So when did your mom and dad split? When did that finally? Um, so I would have been four when it all started. When it was actually, like, official, I don't remember exactly. So it kind of dragged out? Um, yeah, because my one sister was born in the beginning of the year, and it was later that year that it was finalized. finalized. But I don't remember, like, how far sure. into. Um, so when they split, what's the family dynamic now? Like, are you primarily with your mom, with your dad? Like, we're with our dad. Like, did your dad move out? Did your mom move out? No, my mom moved out. Okay. She tried to take us because she said dad was abusive, which absolutely he was not. Hmm. Um, so we stayed at a friend of hers who, I don't know, was like four or five blocks away because we walked there. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting next to the refrigerator and I got the phone book out looking for my dad's name because mm. I didn't know the phone number and I was trying to call him so I could go home. Yeah. So obviously that didn't happen because, you know, too little to right. even understand a phone book. But yeah. So, so then you start staying with your dad. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it was every other weekend that we were supposed to go with our mom. Mm -hmm. Was so, this court ordered? Was yeah. this dad ordered? Okay, no, so it was court ordered. Your dad went fully through all of yep, it. Yep, and he 
whatever. Good for him. And a lot of guys don't get it. Yeah. Good for him. Especially back then. Right. I mean, in the 80s, right? I mean, even today, mm-hmm. it's, it's it, I mean, there's some good guys out there and some good dads, and I feel like they get the shaft. No, I would agree. Because it's the mother and the children should be with the mother, but that is not always the case. No. Like, my dad was a gem, my fucking hero, a great guy. But my mom, no. I mean, yeah, yeah like, it's my crazy. My dad sacrificed so much and did anything and everything he could for me and my two sisters. He's like a god. That's amazing. Awesome. That's so. amazing. So now you're just every every other weekend you have to go to your mom's. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how's that? And at what age are you ish? What five. Five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um it was a struggle. Oftentimes, because my dad was a wrestling coach and the wrestling meets would always be on Friday nights. So we would go to those. So a lot of times we wouldn't get there until late. Well, she would be hammered. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't want to not leave us because my mom would try to put him in contempt of court for not obeying or following the rules. Right. So he would leave us and nine times out of 10, we'd have to walk to the payphone because she never had a phone to call him to let him know that it wasn't safe to be there. Wow. Yeah. And he would come get you. Mm -hmm. And by not safe to be there, what do you mean? Um, whether it was like physical altercations with people that were there. Oh. Um, if she was so out of it and like totally incoherent. Because at, at this point, she's not living a good life. Like where no. where is she living? Um, she would jump around from. Okay. Like sharing with people because if she wasn't working. Um, she, yeah, she would share with people and it would be people that she had no idea who they were. Oh, geez be terrifying because here we are little girls right and it's like who's hanging around that guy yeah oh and there's four other ones back there where the heck are we when at at this point too she has other substance issues Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so i mean i don't i don't know if i can correct me if i'm wrong but uh, based off the things you've told me kind of trap house situations is what people would call them now right a drug pad yeah a wow. drunk pad, a drug pad. So you were aware that she was drinking. Were you aware of the drugs? No. Okay. I mean, because yeah, a I feel like I feel like kids aren't going to be aware of what's going on. They know that something's not right. Yeah. But okay. And is she? And she's obviously putting new girls in unsafe situations mm-hmm. with randos that it's a revolving door. Mm-hmm. Yes. And oftentimes it was like you'd walk in and. It would be a totally different group of people from the time before. The time before, and it's like, okay, so it just like it never felt safe, right? Yeah. Did people treat you guys well, or were you just kind of shoved off into a bedroom, or would you pretty much get out of there as soon as possible and have dad come get you again? Um, we were usually gone by the next morning. Like it never really felt safe, and if you would say something. Mom, yeah, she would act like you were crazy. Yeah. Oh, these are my friends. They're great. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, did you have any run-ins with any of them? Did anybody mistreat you guys? Or mm-hmm. yeah. Do you want to get into that or no? I mean, it's part of who I am. So yeah. yeah. Um, there was physical abuse. Yeah, it was sexual abuse. Wow. So my one sister would be locked upstairs and then my other sister and I would be downstairs with this guy and he would say because he bought us like a sucker at the store or something that we owed it to him. Really? Yeah. And how old are you girls at this time individually? Because you've got one older and one younger, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty close together. Probably Um, like seven, five, three, and four-ish. No, it would have been eight, seven, and three. Wow. Yeah. And time frame. Older I mean, sister a... was locked upstairs because. No, the younger one. Oh. Why yeah. was the younger one locked upstairs? Good question. I have no idea. Huh. But we were told that if we would say anything, that we would be killed. So it was one of those things where you're a little kid like that and some grown man. 
Right. Who looks like death anyways. Right. And do you know who this person is, like, to this day? Or it was just a random... No, my mom just had him move in because it was someone to help with Bill. She didn't know him from anyone. Another couch surfer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he was around for a while and this continued for a while. Yeah, it went on almost all of my second grade year. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. And I remember I finally said something to my mom because she said that she was leaving Mm-hmm. with a friend of hers and that we had to stay with him and I started bawling. Mm-hmm. And she's told me that I needed to get over myself and I was like, I don't like staying with him. And she's like, why? So I walked to the basement and made her follow me because I didn't want him to hear me say anything. Right. And I told her and she just turned around and she walked upstairs and called his name and was like, I need to ask you something. Mm-hmm. So he followed her downstairs and I like hide under my mom's legs because I'm terrified. Yeah. And she said, is what my daughter telling me true? Mm-hmm. And he just stared at me and he's like, I told you I would fucking kill you. Right in front of your mom. Mm-hmm. So my mom was like, oh my God. So then it was like, talk to my older sister, like everything came out. Yeah. So then the police were called. And, I mean, the house apartment, whatever, was full of, like, detectives, DHS, Mm -hmm. everything. I just wanted my dad. Yeah. But we weren't allowed to go back to my dad um, because I had to do an investigation. Okay. So, said guy was arrested. Um, They asked... My mom, if they wanted to press, if she wanted to press charges, and she said yes, and then they told her that she would be charged with child endangerment. So she said, never mind. Wow. So she just let him go. Wow. And -hmm. then was he no longer in that house, in that situation? Like, what does your dad do at this point? Well, my mom told the detectives that we were used to it because our dad did it to us at home, which was not even remotely close to the truth. My dad would never, ever... Nope. So we were with my mom for about three weeks until they got. Oh my gosh. That's unfucking believable. Mm-hmm. And during that three weeks, was she like, did she ever get angry with you guys because of how this was coming back on her? Or was she actually somewhat supportive to you during this time? Or how? Like, there, what was the vibe? There was no support. She, it she was, was more still of- trash. She was still on drugs. She was still treating you like shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And at any point, so obviously while this was going on, you're, nobody told your dad because you guys were afraid you were going to be killed. Right. Okay. So he essentially found out when, when all of police. it surfaced and then the police contacted him and they told him that he wasn't allowed to see us because of the accusations that my mom made. Did anybody talk to you guys? Do you remember, like, asking you we had to go, if anybody else had done that to you? Yeah. And if so your dad had you done that to you? So like a child therapist or something? Yeah, because yeah. I remember the dolls had their parts, and mm-hmm. I had on a sweatshirt, and I had my arms inside of it because I didn't want to show them. Right. Because so, I was creeped out. But. Yeah. So, so even though you guys said, no, dad has never done this, they still wouldn't let you go? Yeah. Wow. So three weeks goes by, and then you then get we're to able be to go back your home. Dad. Okay, and then how are the visits after that? Far and few, the same. No, they were the same because if we didn't show up, she would put my dad in contempt court. Wow. Mm-hmm. And isn't that crazy that they're like, "You've put your children in danger. We're going to give you the choice mm-hmm. as to whether we basically charge you or not with that." And these girls are still going to go back in your care knowing that this is probably going to happen again. Did it ever happen again? When- no. Okay. That's good. Nope. Good. Yep. Like him being in handcuffs was the last time I've ever seen him. Good. And did your dad have conversations with you, uh, girls, about it? Obviously? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. He would talk to us about anything and everything. Whatever was brought up, anything that was out of the ordinary, just mm-hmm. good nail it on the head and take care of it. So mm-hmm. so how many years go by before you girls are old enough to say, I don't want to go there anymore? Um, 
I was in seventh grade when an episode had, had taken place where she was so intoxicated that she was convinced that the people living below her were blaring their music. So she called the police. And they, they came. were not blaring their music? No. Okay. So they were, the police come. And in the meantime, I'd been kind of spying on her because she, I could tell she was drunk. But there was no beer in the fridge. So I was like, what are you drinking? And she's like, don't worry about it. And I was like, well, obviously you're not sober. So she told me to fuck off. And I was like, okay. So I just sat on the side of this room where I could like see into the kitchen. And I was kind of just scoping out to see. Right. Well, she was hiding vodka under the sink and then mixing it with orange juice. That fucking vodka, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was she supposed to be sober at this time or why was she hiding it from you all of the sudden? Because we'd call her out on it and she oh, didn't okay. like it. So like, I guess she thought if it wasn't beer, we wouldn't notice. Right. They get, they get better and better at hiding it. Yeah. Um. So the police come and they know my mom by name. So they're mm-hmm. like, oh, what's going on today? And she said, well, the neighbors downstairs are blaring their music. And mm-hmm. they kind of look at each other and they look at me. And then they look at her and ask her how much she's had to drink. And she said two beers. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's not true. You said that out loud. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and she said, nobody asked you. I said, well, you're not telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So the one officer said, well, what is she drinking? So I walked over to the sink and I Pulled out the bottle of vodka, opened the fridge, pulled out the orange juice. I said, she's mixing it, and then the cup is over there. Mm-hmm. So she said, fuck you. So nice. the one officer took me out of the apartment. The other one talked to her. He asked me how long she'd been drinking. I said, I don't know, but she's been acting like this all day. Yeah. So I don't know what to tell you. Probably still drunk from last <clears throat> night. Yeah. Very well could be. Um, so we go back in there. And she's like, well, I want to file a complaint on the neighbors. And they're both like, well, we don't hear anything now. So obviously they turned it off. I said, you're talking about the neighbors downstairs. You do know they're in New York until next week, right? Wow. And she looked at me and she's like, nobody asked you. Yeah. So the officers left. And she told me to fuck off, called me a bitch, told me she was ashamed of me. I mean, it was like. All these things. Yeah. So I called my dad, and at this point, it's almost 11 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And I said, you need to come get me now. No questions asked, no nothing. He hung up the phone. So I'm getting my things together because this is like the two-week time frame where you're supposed to spend with the other parent. Mm -hmm. Oh, summertime. Mm -hmm. And were your sisters there at at home with her? No, because this time they weren't. I'm not really sure why, but some of the time it would be like... They'd be separate. The weeks would be separated just depending on, like, what was going on. But for some reason, I was the only one there that time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm gathering my things, and she's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm packing my stuff. My dad's coming to get me to take me home. She goes, you are home. I said, no place with you is home to me. Yeah. And she's like, I fucking hate you. I was like, okay. Is that something she said to you a lot? No. She just... Like if you'd if I'd tell her I love you, she'd be like, "Yep, love you." Like it was just never very. No warm fuzzies. No. Yeah. God, I feel bad. Um. Yeah. So, she said something about me being disrespectful. She was gonna go tell my boyfriend, and I was like, "Who's my boyfriend?" And she's like, "That boy across the street you talked to." I said, "The one that likes my sister. That's too chicken to talk to her. So he'll ask me to come." <laughs> get information to pass along. Yeah. I'm like, not my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'm telling your dad you have one. So my dad was walking up the stairs and she was like, all irritated. Yeah. Ranting and raving. Yeah. And my dad is like, you're going to tell me what? She's like, I didn't know you were coming here. Like, yeah, you did because I told you. Yeah. So we left and I called her first thing in the morning to ask why she said the things that she said to me throughout the course of all of that. And she's like, I meant every word I said. Oh, wow. I was like, so you are ashamed that I'm your daughter? And she's like, yep. So I didn't see her for a long time, nor did I really talk to her. So at that point, you didn't go back? 
Nope. And she didn't ever again. It. No, I did go back eventually because when I was in eighth grade, she was pregnant with my brother and she had lost custody of the other three girls. So she would have visits. So I would go so I could see my siblings mm. while she was required to be sober. And of course, she's pregnant. So um, I would go then. And then, like, when my brother was born, it was like all four of them were there. So I went quite a bit, mm -hmm. actually. And she'd kind of. So it was just for visits. You weren't living with her anymore. No. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. And I never actually, like, after they divorced, I never, ever lived with her. Yeah. We would just, it'd be overnights. For the weekend or our time during the summer, like nothing of a substantial time frame at all. So that just lessened and lessened. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you get through high school. Was high school okay for you? Um, yeah, she uh, she started back up with the drinking. Not long after my brother was born, kind of got to the point of like out of control, and I remember. My sophomore year, I was confirmed, and the day of, it was a Thursday, and my stepmom's grandfather had passed away earlier that day. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a very, like... Somber day. Yeah. Well, my one sister was talking on the phone to my mom, and I knew that it was my mom, and the things that she was saying, I was like, so she's not coming tonight? And I get shrugged shoulders. So I was like, well, let me talk to her. Coming for the confirmation, yeah. you mean? So my yeah. sister was like, I guess not kind of thing. Right. Um, so I get on the phone and I said, are you not coming tonight? She goes, I'm not in the mood for a church function or anything to do with you. Mm. And I was like, oh, well, that makes me feel great. Thank you. Right. But she, she didn't really come to really anything did you do you did you find like if you go back in your memory, did you find it a mental struggle um, of wanting her there, but also not wanting her there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I wonder about that with my daughter. Yeah, like wanting her dad there, like you want him to show up, but then at the same time you're just like, oh. I don't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because would she make a scene if she did show up, or, or she would? Yeah. Ugh. Was she kind of well-known or was it like, oh, did no, you she feel like just, it was kind of like, oh, Abby's mom? Well, most of my friends didn't know who my mom was. There was oh, a few okay. close ones that would know her. Yeah. But in all honesty, most everyone thought my stepmom was, was your mom. my mom. Yeah, because your dad remarried. Mm -hmm. kinda, I was in fourth grade. Part. Okay. Yeah. And he married a great woman. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. So, you, I mean, you had solid parents. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, you get through high school. You, when did you have your first kid? I was 24. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. So you get through high school and go to cosmetology school, obviously. Barber school. Barber, barber sorry. School. Barber. <laughs> Abby the barber, one of the best damn barbers in town, by the way. Shout out Fix Salon. She's a dream. Um, so you go to barber school. Mm -hmm. And how's your life? Like um, beyond all your mom's stuff. Like how are you doing at this phase in your life finding yourself yeah did you ever get into drugs alcohol any of that no you went I, the opposite route yep I honestly I drank three times ever before I turned 21 mm. and really it was trying socially yeah it wasn't were drinking. you turned off of it because <clears throat> of watching your mom oh yeah we it just talked about that last me. episode. Yeah, we did. How I've always been intrigued by children of addicts to see who repeats the pattern, who goes the complete opposite direction, and who, like, has a healthy, mm -hmm. you know, um, relationship with alcohol. So, good for you. Yep. I oh, mean, yeah. I don't know if it's just the luck of the draw or how you're wired or I, I just, it's just, I don't know. It's intriguing to me. Do you so. think that you were intentionally making those decisions? Like I'm not going to be like, did that have a big play in your mental sway with as far as partying and stuff? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I went through my phase when we I all turned 21 yeah. and did dumb stuff. And right. I mean, like now if I have a drink, great. If I don't get one, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not going to lose sleep over not having 
anything to drink. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember, like, what it would feel like the way my mom treated me. Mm-hmm. And so I was terrified to even dabble into that stuff because I said if I ever have kids, I've learned what not to be. Right. So that's why, like, the whole drug thing, all that stuff. And, like, when I had my son, it was, like, all that drinking and everything. It was just kind of a oof. Come on. Yeah. So you get through barber school. You have your son. I do. And what's the, as you're going into your adulthood, what's your relationship with, like, your mom at this point? Well, when she was born, I told the people at the nurse's station she wasn't welcome to when come in there. your daughter was born? No, my son. Oh, okay. Um, because she had completely spun out of control. Like, she, at this point, was homeless. She did not have custody of her kids anymore. Mm. The younger four that were with her, I mean... It was like everything controlled her, controlling her life were the She drugs. was in the full throes of Yes. It. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, Did, so she was homeless. Were you guys still conversing somewhat I, frequently? Yeah, I would talk to her every now and again. Um, and I remember when my son was a few weeks old, I was like, I should probably reach out and let her know. That you had him. And I told her and she... How did you keep tabs on her? Because I know, like, we talked with our last guest about that, like, trying to keep tabs on anybody that you care about. Family mm-hmm. member, uncles, you know, the, that end up homeless and in that... Well, at this point, she had a cell phone, so it okay. was like we oh, could just yeah. call her. And... <laughs> okay. I mean, I didn't know if she had a phone, you know. Yeah. Um, But she said she wanted to meet him. And she called him by the wrong name. I'm like, you have one grandchild and you don't even know oh, his name. Geez. So it was kind of a... Well, something's not right. Yeah. So yeah. did you allow her to meet him? She saw him like a handful of times. Okay. Is all. Okay. And it was more so just because she was always busy. So... And your relationships with all of your siblings is decent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys seem to all have mad love for each other. You have, like, a ridiculously enormous family. Oh, yeah. Like, Abby's related to everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, like, she knows everybody. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. great, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's good that you guys are still close. I mean, those aren't really uh, great circumstances to grow up in that would really bond people together. Usually those people kind of separate and go, I'm over this. Yeah. You know? So that's awesome that well, you guys have each other. And I, I think that individually, like I know this, um, like just with my brother alone, um, you, we individually have our own traumas and right. our own stories. Sure. And it's, yeah, it's kind of your own individual story too. But that's cool that you guys can still I mean, because I'm sure you kids leaned on each other a lot, I bet, growing up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even though, like, you said your sisters didn't know about the burns and stuff. And I'm sorry, can we go back to that? Because we didn't address if dad knew. Um, No, I wasn't supposed to talk to my dad about the way I was treated. Um, There was a bucket in the basement that had bleach and a rag in it, and if I was gonna say anything then I would get that put in my mouth mm-hmm. so happened a couple times and I learned from that because it doesn't taste good so. right silence you. yep yeah yep and would you were these just like unsolicited <clears throat> attacks or was it like oh shit I fucked up and so mom's mad and she did this to me or she would just do it at any time for any reason and it would be more just anything like if something triggered her or if she heard something fall off the counter or anything, mm-hmm. like it was always just my fault. Yeah. And I never, like I would never get a spanking. I'd get backhanded across the mouth or I'd get stood at the top of the basement stairs and I'd get kicked and I'd be told to wait there until she said it was time to get up. Wow. And I remember several occasions she just totally forgot about me. 
So you just so laid it was, at the bottom of the stairs? Yep. And I remember a couple times I'd hear the back door open knowing my dad was coming home. So I'd get up and run upstairs because I didn't want him to see me. Mm-hmm. You were just, you were her go-to target. Yeah. Unfortunately. So you have your son, you're in your mid-20s. Mm-hmm. And how does stuff kind of start to progress there? How, when did you have your daughter? How far apart are they? They're seven years apart. Okay. Okay. So yep. now you're in your 30s and you have your daughter. Mm-hmm. And what's your relationship with your mom at that time? Um, my mom actually was murdered in 2006. Okay. So, so how old was your son at that time? One. Oh, okay. Oh, so wow. it was right after he was born. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know the timeline on that. Yep. So you have your son mm-hmm. and your mom's, you said she was in the throes of it. Yeah. So how does that evolve? Because what the audience is about to learn is that your mom was murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, she just got in with the wrong people, obviously. And she tried to Ooh. excuse me, get herself back on track because on a Thursday she called me and told me that she actually graduated from ASEC, which was a shock because that's the first time ever start to finish that she went through the program. In 44 years. Okay. Um, And it wasn't court ordered. It wasn't any of those things. Like she did it. On her own. That's Mm -hmm. good. And where is she? (coughs) Excuse me. And where is she living at this time? Center point. Okay. With decent people? Not sure. I, like she had an apartment on her own. And I know there was a guy that was there that was an on again, off again. Okay. And so you knew, did you know that she was going through ASAC or that she was trying to be clean? Okay. So you guys are communicating maybe a little bit better this time? A little bit. But I, to be honest with you, for the amount of times that she had started and quit, I honestly, it was like, I'm not holding my breath. Gotcha. Just because it was let down after let down every single time. Yeah. Because, you know, like, like I said, when she was sober, she was fantastic. But it was like, how long is it going to last? Because it's like all of these good things happen and then you fall right back in the old ways and it's like Abby doesn't matter anymore. It's it's hard with addicts um, to even try to give them the benefit of the doubt when they do go clean. It's kind of like, I mean, they really have to earn that trust back. Mm-hmm. And I know that that might sound heartless, especially because I'm a person that, you know, constantly says, see the humanity in them. And I do, I see the humanity in it and I see the addiction and I know that it's ugly and I want to believe that they don't want to be that that person, that when they are sober, they are a mm-hmm. fantastic person. Um, but yeah, once you've been beat with that addiction stick over and over again, um, it's hard to be like, oh, okay, well this time, mm-hmm. yep, everything's no. going to be okay because you're just waiting for the shoe to drop. Yep. Um, so I think that, and I and I I hope that people out there that are trying to get sober or were former addicts that they do remember to give the people around them grace that we too are trying to heal from it and trust you again. And I know that's not talked about a lot. Yeah. I mean, I know there's Al-Anon and things like that for people, um, but it's hard to trust them again. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that it, it it was hard with my ex-husband. Like every time it'd be like, I'm clean, I'm good. Everything's mm-hmm. going to be fucking rainbows and butterflies mm-hmm. for 32 days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yep. So I feel that. And it's, it's a shitty feeling. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, Cause yeah. it makes you feel like as their child, especially like what did I do to, 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 to what did I do to deserve this kind of treatment where the other ones are loved and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You, you were know? the target. Yeah. And it's like, it makes you feel like it's something you did. Right. So, Have you gotten over that feeling? Are you still working through that? You know, I honestly, I went to a psychic uh-huh. and after mom passed. Yeah. Okay. I had an aunt who went and she was like, I think you should try and just see if sure. maybe you get something out of it. Right. And I, I mean, it's totally against our religion, so I didn't. But it was kind of a cold case, and they just let it go. Okay. Yeah, I so, was going to say, what happened? I guess we yeah. should probably reverse. So yeah. she was found. Because you said she called you? That Thursday night, she okay. called me. And then 
um, the following week, my dad is walking up to, I was working at Costcutters at the time with a guy in a suit, and my dad worked at the gas company, so I was like, what is going on here? Well, initially I thought perhaps something with my son's dad because he was in the Army. Mm. Um, so my, they come in and my dad kind of just has no expression. So the guy holds up his badge and says, I need to speak to you. Is there somewhere we can go in private? And I was like, okay. So we go back in the office and he said, well, I just want to let you know that we found your mom unresponsive on Saturday night and she died from drugs. Okay. And I was like, oh. And I didn't really feel anything. Okay. Because it was like I'd kind of already anticipated that moment. Not so much that, but it was like I kind of cut her off. It was like I, the loss was already there. Sure. You know, so it was like I miss the woman she was when she was sober, but it had been so long that it was like I didn't even know her. Right. Anymore. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, yes, it hurt because it was like things will never change. Like I will never have the opportunity to like, mend things and like nothing is ever going to be fixed right. this is it so it was like I just had no feeling Loose and then ends yep so I ended up leaving and went back to dad and stepmom's house and mm -hmm. um that's when it kind of hit me that it was like it's really over yeah so then that's when I kind of felt the emotion and then it was like my sisters got there and like seeing them it was like oh my god and that's when it was just like I Lost it. Yeah. This is real. Mm-hmm. So they found her in a motel? Yep, at the Cedrell Motel. Okay. Um, and initially they thought that she did an overdose to herself, but they did a toxology report, and the numbers are too high for her to have self-inflicted them, so someone gave them to her. Hmm. But there was 37 substances in her. Wow. And they can't pinpoint which one it was that would have actually killed her. Yeah. So they can't really charge anyone because they don't know specifically, like, how to go about that. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to ask. I'm going to suspect that it was needle drugs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which, um, if, if anybody does or doesn't know about addicts, they do shoot each other up. Mm-hmm. Um, because once it's in your veins, it's in your veins. Mm -hmm. Like so She had no track marks on her. So that's why they were a little concerned because they're like. Okay, so she wasn't a former. She was, but she had been clean. Okay. So like she just finished ASAC that Thursday and this was Saturday. Mm -hmm. huh. So they think that they just shot it in her mouth. Okay. And, and they nobody were speculating. Has any idea who she was with or um there were three other people with her. They know the names of two people and one person they didn't even bother to. And the deputy, because it's not in Cedar Rapids, it's county mm. that was ahead of it, has since passed away. But when I would talk to him, he would tell me, Oh, she had a history of it, it would have killed her anyways. I don't know why you care. Wow. Because well, she's my mom. Yeah. Like, yeah. And well, the, the <clears throat> unfortunate part about it, like when you told me this story at first, um, is there are a lot of deaths um, due to people going sober, trying to get clean. Mm -hmm. And then the first time they use again, mm -hmm. it kills them. Mm -hmm. Because... Mm -hmm. They take, your body's not used to it they anymore. They take a dose as they would of before, prior to, yep. prior to, and their body is not, yeah, used mm. to it anymore. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, how, I mean, how does it settle with you really not knowing, like, whether it was self inflicted, like, you know, or whether somebody did something to her? Like, because the reality is you're never really going to know, right? No, not for sure, probably. Yeah. Does but, that, I mean, are you okay just kind of letting her go? Yeah. I yeah. mean, 
back to having visited with this psychic. Oh, yeah. She was pretty spot on with a bunch of things. So, like, there's no way the things that she had said to me that she would know. Sure. Just by, oh. I mean, very, very, very precise and very detailed. And so she did tell me that it was one of the two guys that was there that gave it to her. Wow. And it was because he wanted her back in their game. That he didn't mean to do it, that it was just too much. Uh, Accidental. Yep. Yeah. So. So some, some closure there. Yeah. And I mean, how old? I know some people are all about believing in that stuff. Some people are not. Mm-hmm. But based on all the, the other things that were said I in my visit with her, she's pretty spot on. So I would struggle to not yeah. believe her. Well, and you have to believe what you want to believe to get yourself through, Abby. So whatever words were spoke to you, that's between you and whatever mm-hmm. you believe in. Um, and it's got to be whatever gives you peace. I mean, See, I regardless, think, it's a terrible story. Yeah. but I think one of the biggest reasons why I was very like, okay, this lady's nailing this. Mm-hmm. She said that um, your mom wants to apologize for not being the mom that you deserved mm-hmm. and for doing the horrible things that she did to you because of her addiction. Why would this lady know that? Yeah. Yeah. And then she, like, brought up specific things, and I'm just like, again, why would this lady know that? So, like, the more this goes on, I'm like, okay. Specific things your mom had done to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen um, psychics in my day, too, dude. They, I mean, I got to say, I don't know. Well, there was another time I was believe at what work. you want to believe, but I've had some shit told to me that was like, wow. Yeah. I had a client on my books, and I was like, I have no idea who this is. So the gal comes in and says, well, I have an appointment with Abby. So she's getting a highlight. I'm mixing the color and she comes back over and says, is your mom with you today? And I kind of thought, what the hell? Hmm. And I look at her and I go, I'm 36. I don't think my mom needs to be at work with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Because I'm like, what is she talking about? You know? Yeah. And she says, um, no, your mom's crossed over. And I like drop, dropped the bowl and I looked over and I was like, how do you know that? And she's like, well, I'm a psychic. And I was like, oh. She you goes, might, You I might want to open with that lady. Like that's kind of a weird yeah, way. Right. So like j- just how she said that. So I was like, what the heck? And she said, I was sent to you today. And I was like, hmm. okay. She's like, your mom wants you to know that she is okay with the fact that you forgave her. So Have she's you like, forgiven her? Did you feel like you had? Like when I left the first psychic. And uh-huh. I mean, there was time between these two visits. Sure. And I'm like, you know, what good is it going to hold on to the... Anger, resentment. resentment all of the things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's... It's in the past. Nothing's going to change what happened. Right. You know, that's, just move forward. That's mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to give bring you on the show is just the resilience that I see in you for knowing the things that I know, stuff that we haven't even talked about tonight. Um, the things that I know about you, how extremely positive you seem to stay and your forgiveness and the love in your heart and you've raised be- two beautiful kids. Like Thank you. you're doing a fucking kick-ass job. Um, so to kind of put that out there to people that really it's kind of that old, like, no matter how bad it gets, like, yeah, I think, I think Dusty said it best last week. Like everything's temporary, Mm -hmm. you know, and you have to continue to move forward. And, Mm -hmm. um, after I spent that few hours at dinner with you, Mm -hmm. um, learning all of that, like that's, it's really inspiring. How do you feel like you, where do you feel like that strength has come from? Is it your faith? Do you have strong faith? I know you were raised in the church. Is it your relationship with your dad? Just having that strength? I definitely have strong faith for sure. Yeah. Um, my dad is like my favorite human on the planet. Yeah. I mean, awesome. I can tell my dad anything. I could call him right now and be like, 
put a hole in my shoe. Can you bring me some new shoes? He'd be like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, he, he would do anything for his kids, you know? So it's yeah. like, he was always my go-to. He mm-hmm. is always my go-to. But I'm, like, as far as the stuff with my mom, like. See, and it's that mind shift right there that makes you a really beautiful person, Abby, is what you just said. Like, as you're describing all of your traumas and all the shitty things, you're focusing on what you do have, which is a fucking amazing dad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think more of us, as we struggle with our mental health, you really got to take a step back and do that. Like, Mm -hmm. everything could be falling apart around you. Mm -hmm. But what are the good things? Yeah. And give love to those things. And I see you do that. I see you do that with your daughter and your son. (laughs) And you just put so much into it. You're just nice to everybody. Like, it's, yeah. Good for you. I try. Uh, you do. I do have days. We all do. We <laughs> all do. We go to that dark side sometimes. <laughs> we all do. But it's um, it's having the strength or faith or whatever, you know, it is for you to pull yourself out of that dark space sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard to see the positives and the good stuff in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but for whatever reason, girl, you fucking do it. And that's. That's really why I wanted to bring you on the show, just so everybody knows, like, and so that you know that, because I don't think maybe you've been told that enough in your life by enough people, Um, and uh, you should be really fucking proud of yourself. For sure. Well, thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. And thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. We like I said, we could probably do a four parter on you, but <laughs> we'll bring you back for a fun episode. We'll bring you back for a fun episode. We could do that too. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so thank you again for coming on the show. Thanks and for I'm having me. Glad that you took that dark and you've made a really good life for yourself. I've tried. Yes. Yes. So thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Megan. Thank you. And you guys have a good night. We love you. <laughs>